0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Wildly Becoming. I'm your host, Rachel Bain. Our stories hold the power to help others overcome. Join us each week to hear incredible real-life stories from our guests. We are wildly becoming who God created us to be. Let's get started with today's episode. Jill and I are back here in the studio. We are really excited to record another season of Wildly Becoming. (laughs) Yes, the Wiley Becoming podcast. And today's guest, we are thrilled to have Joe and Carrie Henze here with us sharing their story about their marriage and their journey with mental health. Joe and Carrie, hello.
1: Hello, thank you. Hi,
2: yeah, thank you for having us.
0: Yes, thank you both for being here. So today we're going to talk about mental health awareness. You two have an incredible story with your marriage and your lives and navigating mental health struggles. So tell us a little bit about your story, Joe and Carrie, how you married when you started to notice there were some mental health struggles popping up, how that manifested, how you found ways to work through it.
1: Sure. Sure. Uh, Carrie, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll yeah, go uh, ahead. Yep. just go for it first and kick us off a little bit that, you know, I'm 42 years old and was diagnosed as having bipolar disorder at about 18 years old and so i have actually uh, dealt with it personally about half my life and to jump ahead a little bit of course to your question when i started to really show my interest in carrie and and let it known that she was uh really the just the gem of my eye i had warned her a little bit you know that joe faces some difficult times and that almost maybe even a sense of guilt, right? That I I want you in my life, but I wanted her to know that there were some things that were going to come with it. I don't know, Carrie, maybe I didn't do a great job of explaining exactly what that meant.
2: I think that I had a good understanding of, um, when I say good, I had an understanding of probably what the stigma was with bipolar that Oh, they're mad one day and then they're happy the next like that was my only really like part of it that i really understood i didn't really educate myself on it which i looking back i could have asked joe more questions about it and um knowing what i know now i don't think it would have changed my decision to marry him but it would have definitely helped me in like understanding Um, and helped our relationship more of educating myself about it. So yeah, I could have asked more questions for sure.
1: But at the same time, Rachel, um, you know, it's important maybe for me to say that I may not have had the answer to all of those questions at, at the time. Maybe the big thing here is awareness and preparedness is the most important parts, right? And to understand what somebody might go through at some point, just to be prepared. And have that not be a shock, I think, is is a good first step. Right. But even myself, I have to say that over the past year or so, I have actually started to dig more into what that really meant. Right. And so I thought I was a champion of mental health awareness and uh, making sure that folks did not forget about these things, that they're real and we should consider them when we deal with each other. But But I also maybe wasn't paying as close attention and probably had caused some of my own or our own problems or shared problems, I would say, between us. And so, you know, even at this age, it's all we're always learning of how to to cope and deal and certainly deal with each other. It's a fun time.
0: Absolutely. Figure
1: that out. Yeah.
0: I really applaud you for in the very beginning when you did start to date that you were very open and transparent about your mental health. I think that's super important because a lot of people have this shame and stigma around it and they'll try to hide it, but eventually it's going to come out in the relationship. So I applaud it you will. for that, Joe. Yeah.
1: It sometimes can be a test of a relationship. And if there is a small incident, you know, it can be a good thing to know how somebody stands. But it's important, I think, for both yourself and the other person to really get those things on the table. Again, being prepared, as you said, that these things will come out. I wanted to highlight, I said I had bipolar. I'm not bipolar. There's a difference between something you have and who you are. I am not defined this way.
0: That's good. I like that.
1: Yeah. But it's certainly something that that needs to be out there and to be considered it. it, Now the hard part is that it's not always a thing, you know, that, um, Joe sometimes is just, uh, just Joe. Um, right. And so again, life can be very complex and interesting. And I think that's the thing that you have to just focus on is the interesting complexities that, that it gives you.
0: Joe, can you tell a shift in how you feel, or the way that you're thinking when a bipolar episode comes on? Can you can you tell, or does it just come out of nowhere? Or how does that work for you? I'm sure it's different for everyone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I have to say that um, in my experience, I went through a lot of cognitive behavioral therapy. And so um, there are the five S's there. And one of those is self-monitoring, right? And so um, making sure that you're checking in and paying attention to how you feel is certainly important, though. I have to say that it's not always noticed upfront. Right. And so on that last topic, sometimes Joe's just excited and sometimes Joe's manic, you know, um, and there's a difference. It can be easy for others and it can be easy sometimes even for myself to be confused as to which is which. But I think the word unnatural is what comes to mind that, I, I can be excited, for example, and this I've noticed recently, I'm excited to see my mom, but I can notice maybe in the moment or after the fact, I might be a little manic because of this excitement. You know, it might've pushed me into unnaturally talkative, unnaturally excited, un, un, unnaturally um, optimistic about something that we discussed. Um, and then of course on the other end, you know, There are things to be sad about in life, and that that is okay. That is just part of life. But there is that unnatural feeling of depression that my body feels heavy today and it did not feel heavy yesterday. And that might be the, maybe Carrie, you might agree that. That might be the most common experience that we have is, Carrie, I don't feel good, And, and what does Carrie ask me?
0: Yeah. I wanted to know how Carrie handles these times, like how you, what strategies have you found to help yourself and to help Joe? Because it's hard for us as humans to not take everything personal.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think that it, it, it is hard to tell like the shift or, um, and, so we, and even Joe has um, you know said this, even to me, I mean, <laughs> we have to ask ourselves, are we hungry? Have we slept? And I think those are some conditions um, with someone with a mental illness too, is that if they haven't done those things either, that can throw like a whole like cycle off. Absolutely. And so, so, and if they're taking medication, have you taken medication? For me, I am definitely fallen to the high responsibility and high caregiving. And so it's hard for me to like step back, let him do his self-care and not ask like so many questions to him. Did you do this? Did you do that? Did you do this? I think that then that that creates in me like I am trying to be motherly to him. And so I think he has to when we're having those conversations, it's almost like a checkbox of okay, did we eat? Did we do these things? And then I kind of know and understand if he's gone four days without sleep, I know that this is part of a symptom or yeah. um you know something that I need to just be more cautious, be um, saying, okay, what can we do to help you feel better? Is there something in any way that we can, you know, can you get some sleep? How can we get some sleep? Like, what can we do today that can help you feel better tomorrow? So that's why I've tried to do, you know, focus on that.
1: We've really done well, I think, with just that really core base communication. And i found that this to be easier with Carrie than with anybody else is that um, I can really be honest and open about who I am and how I feel in that moment, right? That, you know, it doesn't matter where we are, right? We could be at home, we could be on vacation, or at one time we were working together and I could turn and say, I don't feel well, you know, and go from there. And, And Carrie doesn't judge or pounce, you know? She asked that question, what can I do? and um sometimes it's just that it it is just that exchange i need somebody to know and i've checked in i don't feel good or i feel too good can you kind of be an anchor here and 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 probably this is the time how we find that balance hey carrie i need you to do hyper care you know hey i i'll need you to remember this because maybe i'm a little manic or a, a little depressed and i won't be able to sort that mentally, or I need help on some base needs. You know, I'm really hyper-focused on something like work, but I'm missing out on sleep or eating regularly, you know, those sorts of things. Um, for maybe something in either either of those directions, but just having that, that trusted partner to check in with that uh, is, is just critical, it's critical. Certainly difficulty, I think, and what this causes, you know, between us, but it is super important, super important.
0: It's massively important. And I, I like that you brought that up about how Carrie, you know, responds and handles it, how she's, how can I best support you during this time and for your marriage to be successful in work in any relationship, I should say, you know, whether it's dating or, or whatnot, if you do struggle with mental health, being with someone who does understand who's taken the time to educate themselves and can be empathetic. I mean, obviously I'm a huge fan of Carrie. She's my friend and I love her, but I do think she was that special person. Like you said, Joe, that took the time to step back and learn and find the best way that she could help you. Like she said, without being overbearing or too mothering, because you know, our caregiving side wants to kick in and that can become a codependency thing too. So, Absolutely. yeah, Absolutely. so I think it's really special yeah. that you two that's what's so fascinating to me about your your marriage, your relationship, I should say. I actually know a lot of people that suffer with mental health, but finding a special someone to come alongside them through that can be difficult.
1: It's especially hard for Carrie. I know that a lot really gets put on her shoulders to to be that person that you know, has to deal with it as much as I do. If there's anybody that does, it, it is her. And, you know, once you know that that person's there for you, you really get the opportunity to open up and really have a mirror to know how you feel, right? By checking in with her and letting her know how I am, I also get to hear myself say how I feel. So it's it's just, that's why she's so important to me.
0: Yes. Jill? Yes. I'm just so impressed with your self-awareness. Yes. So incredibly impressed with that. You know, some know that my first husband was bipolar and it looked t- completely different, I'm sure, from from the relationship that you and Carrie have. And I'm just curious, at what point did you have such self-awareness and have... It's just... I just think that is so huge because yeah. I'm, I'm super well, impressed with that. That's amazing to I'll, me.
1: I'll be honest... I wasn't always, and the core of this um, really comes out of self-preservation, right? That there are some scary times, and you have some scary thoughts, mm-hmm. and to really get through that, you you have to. I don't really know how else to say it, uh, except for you're you have to get over it, through it, you know, or something tragic might happen, and. I just personally learned that I had to dive into that, you know, those feelings. And and even those bad feelings are feelings, you know. And with that, I think taking into our relationship just Joe has to check in. I have to be self-aware because I can be unpredictable, you know, that I, I can be angry or excited and something bad might happen. So that's where it started. And again, having somebody that I trust and I know cares about me and I care about them, I can, you know, talk to them. They're that mirror that I hold up and can really see. And and of course, carry support too in therapy. Um, I can't emphasize enough how important it is that not only does she support me in going, she supported me enough to find the doctor, you know, and get the appointment and do everything that I couldn't at a time where I thought it was very high functioning. And I really wasn't. This has really changed things for me and changed things for us. And so it's just a process. It just, I think, communicating first with yourself and with everybody else. Right. That mm-hmm. it's what we do. You know, the biggest thing I could say is that's what we do. Self-talk, the other S is, um, you know, that we're always talking to somebody. If we're alone, it's ourselves. And so Take that time to to really get to know yourself. As silly as that sounds, people just don't do it. Or they might go their whole life not really knowing who they are. So you've got an opportunity. And I hate to say it, but it's fun. Take advantage of the fact that you're a little different than everybody else and have, have some fun and enjoy that life is different for you. That it can be exciting.
0: That shows massive growth and a shift in your mindset, the fact that you can look at it and call it fun. Mm-hmm. That's very impressive. I'm very yes, impressed yeah. with that.
1: <laughs> I think, I think because it can become so unnaturally dark right? Um, that, that that's not the person I am, right? The yes. separation of my identity and the feelings that I have. Right. And so uh, one of the things I have to remind myself is I have a behavioral disorder and it may cause me to react away or what have you. And so in moments, stressful moments between Carrie and I, it gets to be very interesting, less fun, but very interesting in that uh, that awareness can become a, Carrie, I'm yelling at you, that I'm very upset and I don't want to be yelling anymore. Help me stop. That's the the precipice that I'm at here in, in that growth is that um, I don't know how to stop it yet. You know despite therapy and medication and i th- things get and heated for for me between too, the couple
2: in those moments because yeah i have to really learn to okay like how can i like i mean in I've seen a lot step back and be calm and not yeah. and yeah and, and forget about
1: the thing you care about
2: exactly and yeah. and know that because i know in that moment i i can't reach him and he and he's not reaching me because we're not seeing eye to eye but sometimes i just keep on going and because it's either i want him to understand my point too but in that moment i need to step back because he has he's he's trying to de escalate and we're going in circles and so i think that's that is huge just trying to when you are on the other side of it trying to not just own like how you feel but know that you have to probably right now tell him later like say you know what if you can't say what you want right now then just say it later but let this de-escalate And, you know, I, I like to walk away and, and he, (laughs) and he always is like, don't, you know, don't walk away from this, but that's like my, I want to deescalate, but sometimes you just have to separate for a few moments and then come back together to where you can have that even ground again. Sometimes it might take a day. Like it just, it, there's no You just, you just know when the right time is to come back and really talk about it. I think that, you know, we really, we've tried to focus more on coming back and talking about it because it's just something that we're learning and growing with. Um, We both seek therapy for ourselves and our next goal is to seek therapy together. And so that's kind of our next, a way of self-care for the both of us. That's
0: fantastic, Carrie. I was going to ask, you know, what ways do you find? Because you have to protect your mental health as well. And as you said, self-care. So therapy is one way that you have found that helps you stay healthy and navigate this because we do have to focus on ourselves as well. What else have you found? Your faith
2: yes um faith number one i think like first of like faith hope and love like all of those three things like god has really helped me like just discern a lot of different things and so i think diving into that my family and his family is super supportive of us and um friends i think that i have Surround yourself with people that support you and support your spouse, because if you then surround yourself with people that don't support you, then you're going to like, you're going to go back and forth and you're going to like, you have to understand what God wants for you and your relationship and then find people that support you. There's always good honesty in people that are like, Hey, you gotta, you know, you have to really show you the reality of things. But are they educated about someone with a mental illness? Do you, right. Have they gone through those things to really understand what it takes to be in a relationship like that? And you know, if they don't, then they don't understand. I remember my mom saying one time, Joe, I'm throwing her out there. Sorry, mom. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, he do, he's not reacting to me. He's not. And well, you know what? We just changed medications. He's not reacting to me either. And so there's a lot of just different things that people don't understand. They don't know. That is a big piece of educating. So I like to educate people um, when they talk about mental illness, bipolar, um, and just start really opening that conversation because, like I said, with that stigma, of, oh, they're just bipolar. They don't really understand. And so I think with my self-care, it's therapy, it's family, friends, and just educating people.
0: That's fantastic. And that's what I thought was so amazing about your marriage and relationship is that you both would be transparent and vulnerable enough to share your story with the world. And we know that sharing our stories helps other people so that's why we wanted to have you on the podcast today. So I can't thank you enough, Joe. I can't thank you enough, Carrie. We're big supporters of both of you and your marriage, and we want to see you succeed, and we want to bring awareness to mental health so we can help other people. There are so many people hurting and struggling, and you know they haven't had a chance to do all the things yet, like therapy and learn the five S's. And on a final note, Joe and Carrie, I'd love to hear from each of you. How would you best hope to encourage someone listening today?
1: You know, um, communication is, is the biggest thing on my mind, not just amongst people to save and strengthen relationships, but for yourself, you, you know, something that you just said that education and awareness is going to help everybody, but don't don't discount as well that it can help you. Whether you're the person, you know, with the mental illness, or you're trying to help and support somebody that that does need it, just talking it out and getting those opinions and knowing how you feel, just go with it. That is what therapy is. And so, save a few bucks even, and and call a friend, call a relative, and and talk about things. It's worth it. It's worth it.
0: Thank you so much, Joe. What about you, Carrie? <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think that there is no cure for this. You can do all the treatments as far as whether it's medication, therapy, your support, finding those things. I think that it's definitely finding what, you know, how do you find your resilience to things? How do you find how you can get through each day? I think thinking rather than thinking big picture, like I need to change myself, I need to do all these things, like, These small wins. Like I feel like the small wins are big wins. And so I think it goes a long way. I think we set expectations really high for ourselves. And I think that um, we have to rejoice in the small wins. And I think for anybody with mental illness is that the small wins are your big wins. And then those, those small wins become bigger wins. So I think that. With Joe, I, I do feel like that he does have a great commitment to his mental health and it shows. And I think that if you do commit and find the people and the support, then you can definitely live a life of resilience. And so I think that it's really beautiful.
1: Yeah. And faith in God, Rachel. Yeah. I think all of these things kind of come together in that way, just being open to what, what God is giving you. As I, as I look at and think about my wife here, be quiet and let it happen. He's there for you. That is
0: There's so you. beautiful. I, I I love all of this so much, and I admire you both so much as someone who was previously married to someone with mental illness and would not acknowledge it and would not get help. And obviously, you know, I'm divorced, so that, that didn't work. So seeing two people who are fighting so hard for one another and for their relationship and for themselves individually, it's just truly beautiful. And I really look up to you both. Jill and I are just so thankful that you would take time out of your workday and be here with us to share your stories, to help others. So yes. thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Bo. Everyone, thank you so much for listening to the Wildly Becoming podcast. We are excited for our next episode. Make sure you check back next week. We'll see you as always. Stay, stay wild. wild. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. If you liked what you heard, feel free to reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram at Rachel Bain Ministries. Send me a message or leave a comment, and I'd love to get back to you. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast by clicking the subscribe button. Remember, you are wildly becoming who God created you to be.
1: The Rise FM Podcast Network.